Alrighty. Yeah, what's up? Good morning. How are you today? Hi, good. How are you? What's up? Oh, not much. Okay. Are you ready for this? This will be exciting. This is fun. Yes. Can we see your baby bump? Oh, sure. Because oh, you know that's so fun. Look at him. Oh, my goodness. That is so amazing. I love that. All righty. Two week countdown. Love the two week countdown. So just to kind of, we're ready about this. Yes. You ready? All righty. I'm so excited for you to share about Money Mommy and Me. Okay. So everybody's hair looks decent. We're good to go. All righty. So I'm going to go ahead and start the, the podcast. Good morning and welcome to Coffee's Tricks and Cash, the podcast. I'm Danielle McCarthy, your host. And today I have good friend and amazing financial professional, Candace Vinji. And she's going to talk to us about her story and some amazing things for parents. So just real quick to remind everybody about the podcast. The podcast was created for women who desire to take control of their financial future, expand their financial knowledge base, become confident and feel competent with all things money and financial. It is also designed to educate women about their relationship with money in a relaxed environment and build a community of women who support one another as they strive for financial success. Candace, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So tell us a little bit about yourself, yourself as a financial professional, what you and your husband do, and what's cool about Candace. Sure, so um, me and my husband own a health insurance brokerage and um, we started that about two years ago when we were kind of stuck, I guess, and we wanted to be self-employed. So we took on some health insurance and now we have transitioned into the financial side and the life insurance side. Um, I am really excited to share about Money, Mommy, and Me because it is such a great tool for us as we are becoming new parents in two weeks. Um, and so as I took on Money, Mommy, and Me, and um, just really learning about the program, and I wanted to share it because it's such a great tool for so many parents, and not a lot of parents know how to talk about money with their kids. Actually, I don't think I've ever met a parent that really knew how to talk about money with their kids. So yeah, so that's what I'm here to talk about, and I'm really excited to share it with you guys. Awesome. So before we get into Money, Mommy, and Me, I want to know more a little bit about yours and your husband's story because you guys took on a whole bunch of challenges the, like right out of the gate, right? So kind of walk us through the story okay. of Chris and this. <laughs> so Chris and I met almost exactly three years ago um, at a Halloween party, and we were both in Southern California where we both were raised. And when we met and started dating, we knew that we wanted the same five and 10 year plan, which is very rare to find in your twenties that you're on the same page. Um, <clears throat> and we knew that we couldn't have the lifestyle we wanted if we stayed in Southern California. So after six months of dating, we decided to move to Colorado Springs. He had never been here. I had only been here on business trips and he knew that this was the place that we wanted to raise our family. Mm -hmm. So I followed along. <laughs> We moved here after six months of dating. We bought a house after three months. We got engaged that Christmas. So we got engaged a little over a year after we'd been dating. Right. Got married that following August and got pregnant in February. So six months after we got married, we got pregnant. Um, when we moved here, Chris had been in hospitality and restaurants for 18 years. 
And we knew that that was not what he wanted to do when we became a family because it's so demanding. You're not able to be the parent you want to be or the husband that you want to be. Um, so he transitioned out of that. And I have been working for a health insurance brokerage already as an administrative assistant, which I loved. <laughs> and so Chris came to a Christmas party with that company with me and just fell in love with the lifestyle that the brokers lived. They all were very family oriented. They all had the time and they were really their own business owners. So we transitioned from restaurant into him becoming a health insurance broker. And after doing that with this specific company for a couple of months, we decided to build our own brokerage. So that's how the Front Range Insurance Brokerage became. Um, nice. And that's our business name. And we've been doing it for a little over a year now, and as specifically the Front Range Insurance Brokerage. And I, I gotta say, it's been really great. <laughs> We're killing it and it's been really fun. And so for the listeners and for those of you watching us on YouTube, let's let's just recap that real quick. So there's a move to from California to Colorado, right? Yeah. Just shortly after meeting each other. Yeah. Then we become newlyweds. Or I should say you guys become newlyweds. <laughs> start a new business and expect a baby all kind of within two to three years of each other. Does that make, yeah. am I? Yeah. So those are huge transitions. Talk about how exciting and how like we kind of like, Oh my gosh, this is actually happening. What, what does that feel oh, like for you? Every day. <laughs> um, <laughs> when I look back on the last three years of my life, I literally cannot believe that. Like, just the growth in myself as a human and my growth in myself or in my marriage and in my relationship with Chris and, and just going through those challenges. I mean, not only is that a small time frame, but that's a huge, huge chunk of life to live in such a short period of time. Mm -hmm. And marriage in itself is hard. Working with your spouse out <laughs> of your home is hard. And now owning a business, working out of your house with your spouse and pregnant has been add in COVID-19 by the right, way. Right. It has been amazing that we are still here, honestly. Right. <laughs> like, but I think that's a testament though to, it is. you know, the relationship, your desire to build the life that you want to build, right? Yes. The perseverance that we've we have in each other in our marriage is very obvious through the challenges and through just not even like through work challenges, through life challenges, financial challenges. And like looking back now talking about it, I'm like, wow, like we deserve a gold star, honestly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and everybody says, I don't know how you work with your husband. I'm like, honestly, we mean there sometimes. There are days. Not I'm a lot sure. of people can do it. But right. it's been it's been really fun. I think we've had a great time, especially, especially like meeting you, Danielle, and meeting all the people in networking. We, a huge part of what we wanted was to be a part of the community. And I think we've done that and I love it. And, and it's so important to me, especially because I was raised with a father that was a part of the community. Mm -hmm. So that's been really important to us. And it's great to see that we've started to be able to do that in such a short period of time. Nice, nice, nice. I think so too. Like, and I'm so glad that you guys have become a part of my life. Like that's just been an amazing piece. So thank you for letting me be 
a part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, we had also talked about when you one talking about wanting to come on the podcast, you talked about, um, about debt as part of starting, right? Cause that's kind of yes. where you guys are starting. Like there's some comfort there, but at the same time, building a business, business doesn't always, people think, oh, well, you have to have money to start a business. You kind of really don't. There are some businesses that you can start for very little startup, but you're also starting kind of in debt. And most businesses, regardless of the industry, actually kind of, it takes a year, two years, three years, sometimes more mm-hmm. to start. So how scary was that added to everything else that you guys were taking on? Yeah, I didn't even touch base on that factor with all of the story I've already told. Um, we both came into our relationship and our marriage with our own debts. Um, luckily, neither of us had college debt because um, both of our families took care of that. Thank goodness. We were very fortunate in that. Um, but we both had our irresponsible 20s debt that we got ourselves into with credit card debt. Um, and so it just, our, the fact that we both came with actually the almost ex- exact same amount of debt, which was kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way that we looked at it was so different from each other. Um, but we both brought it in. We talked about it. We were able to pay off Chris's debt with the sale of his condo in California. So we were, so now we just have mine, which I've been chipping away for years and I'm very excited that I'm almost done. Yay. Yay. Congratulations. Um, that's a lot of, that's a lot of talk about persistence and consistency and yeah. you know, oh and self-discipline and self-control to yes. really be focused on a goal and take that consistent, persistent action mm-hmm. to pay down that debt. Absolutely. Um, so when we started our company or when Chris transitioned into health insurance, luckily he joined a company at first that gave you a little bit of money to get started. Mm-hmm. So that was fortunate. And I still had my full-time job. The debt did kind of take a backseat at that time, mm-hmm. uh, focusing to pay it off. We had just bought a house. We had just bought a car. So we had all that new life debt, really, the stuff that's kind of okay to have. Um, but it, with me, my debt was very, um, it, it was out of lack of control. That's where it came from. And Chris is all about the control of the financial side. So that was fun to come into, especially when open, owning a company. I wanted to open a business credit card and mm-hmm. buy all the new fancy computer stuff that we need and start advertising. And we just had to slow down um, how we transitioned. So we didn't get the business credit card until actually like a year after starting it. And we just worked with what we had. Word of mouth, networking, free advertising, stuff like that, so that we didn't start out in debt. So now after a year, almost two years, we do have the credit card accounts, we have the business accounts, and we manage them so well. Had we started that in the beginning, I don't believe that would have been true. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think that our habits would have reflected well in our business. And I think that where we are now is a testament to actually the self-control we created when we started the business. Nice. So I want to go back to something that you also just said, um, that, that you guys came at your debt with two different mindsets. Can you walk us through what your mindset is? what Chris's was and kind of how you found that middle ground. Because again, part of the reason for doing the podcast, my impetus for doing the podcast mm-hmm. is that men and women think and feel about money completely different. And yeah. so men, if you're listening, here's some insight to women. 
ladies, if you're listening and you can't really figure out what's going on and why your husband and you can't come to terms with it, it's because we think and feel about money differently. And we'll do another part of that, another episode upcoming about that. But talk us through how you and Chris kind of worked through that. So it really starts from the beginning, which is that we were raised differently with money. Um, we both come from families that had money that, you know, were comfortable. Um, but I came from a family where we were taken care of. Um, we were given a lot. Um, my father's love language is gifting and buying and taking care of you. And it's great, but it didn't create very good, healthy money habits in me. Um, unfortunately, I was kind of somebody who kind of expected things. Um, that has changed now. <laughs> um, so when I got myself into debt the first time when I was 19, fresh into college, um, and it became out of hand, my dad paid it off the first time. Mm -hmm. And he, of course, you know, gave me the talk. Let's not make that choice again. <laughs> Let's be better. Right. And, um, second time around, I just grew and grew and there was no self-control and I had to deal with that on my own. And I have been for 10 years now dealing with wow. debt that I'm still paying off. So that's kind of how I was raised. Chris, on the other hand, his dad helped him, but it was always expected to be paid back. It was, I love you. I'm going to help take care of you, but it's a responsibility that you also understand this is money that I worked for that I'm lending to you. Right. So Chris has a different mindset of borrowing and giving back. My mindset is more of a gifting mindset. Mm -hmm. um, so with his debt, he worked very hard to pay off his debt in the beginning before we sold the condo and he just paid it all off with that. Um, he worked very hard to manage that debt. I did not manage my debt. I was paying the minimum and then spending and paying the minimum and spending. Mm -hmm. Chris managed it and paid attention to it and, and chipped away at it. Um, I'm very um, instant gratification based was, I'm not as much now, but it was, you know, I had to go to the parties. I had to buy the gifts for everybody and all those things. And it just, it was just a really bad money habit and Chris can budget and Chris can control how he spends. So. Right. So, so yeah. how has that kind of combined now into what you guys are doing? Um, it's good. Actually, I'm the budgeter now, which is really funny. Mm -hmm. I really do keep track of our funds um, very closely, actually, because we are commission-based only. <laughs> Having a lifestyle around no consistent paychecks, mm -hmm. um, no hourly paychecks, where you know exactly what you're going to get. We, it's, it's all commission-based. So I have to pay very close attention to what's coming in and what's going out. Mm -hmm. And um, it, luckily it's been really good lately and we have been able to manage to actually pay off a lot of debt in the last few months. We've paid off, we've paid off a few credit cards. Mm -hmm. um, but so now it's, we discuss all spending. You know, if I have a list of things on Amazon I need it's a discussion between both of us. If there's a gift we want to buy for a friend for a birthday, or, you know, we start talking about Christmas budget right now, just preparing ourselves as a couple financially, mm -hmm. rather than just, well, I'm just going to go buy this. And I'm just going to go to Target and drop $200. Like that's not how it is anymore for me. It's very much communication based, which is so important in marriage, especially with finances. And 
also as kids come in, kids are expensive. Yeah. Kids cost money and you have to have that open communication so that it's not, you know, all of a sudden look at your bank account. You're like, why did we spend $300 on clothing for new school, you know, new school clothes? Why don't we discuss this? It just right. has to be an open communication as life progresses through all the different stages. Right. So now I want to kind of transition to thank you for answering those questions because those are great. I think they give us all kind of a great thing to think about of communication. And that's the biggest piece of when it comes down to Absolutely. all things money within a happy house and a happy spouse. It's not happy wife, happy life. It's happy house, happy spouse. There's a responsibility on both parties to have that communication, be responsible and have that accountability to yourselves as well as to your spouse. So I appreciate that. Now I want to talk about your um, program called Money, Mommy, and Me. And so talk to us about what it is, um, how it came about. I know it's not your specific idea, but it's part of a bigger company that you do work with. And just wanted to see kind of what your thoughts are and why you kind of wanted to tackle this. Yeah, so Money, Mommy, and Me is a program created through Five Rings Financial, and um, it's really, it's so fantastic. I can't say enough about it, um, but it is definitely based off of a book um, called Make Your Kid a Money Genius by Beth Kobliner, and honestly, every single parent should read it. Every parent, aunt and uncle, grandma, grandpa, it is such a great tool to have if you even just have a kid in your life or are going to have a kid in your life. It's, ugh, I can't say enough about it. <laughs> yes. Um, but it's, it's really great. So it's, it's really focusing on how to communicate, which again is huge in family life and in, in money financial talk is the yep. communication side kids we think kids don't get it we think kids can't learn about finances mm -hmm. but you can start as early as three years old oh my gosh i know what right. three years old my three-year-old eats his boogers no but your three-year-old can eat his boogers and still <laughs> learn how to separate money between jars like you can teach mm -hmm. him how to put quarters in a jar mm -hmm. which is the first step so it's you know, people don't give kids enough credit, I don't think. <laughs> I think so too. I think you're right. There's sponges in so many ways, good and bad. Right. But we need to take advantage of the fact that they're sponges in a good way and give them life tools that will stay with them their whole life and will change how they are in their future. It's, it's amazing. And as a mom to four grown adult men who are now men, they're no longer boys, although they're still my little boys. Um, but seeing them grow into young men, they're all in their twenties, um, and seeing their various financial habits, but yet it, at the core are some very fundamental habits and values that they learned from my husband and I. And then they also did pick up, like you said, pieces of our not so great money habits and they've, you know, they've struggled through those. And since coming into the financial industry and, and talking and stuff, now I have those more candid conversations with my kids. And so we're going to share a quick um, screen. Um, so if you want to find us, we're on the YouTube channel, um, Coffee's Chicks and Cash, the YouTube channel. So you can see the screen. But Candace is going to walk us through this real quick and um, so that you guys can see this. And then she's going to talk us through what is on this screen. So Candace, what are we talking about here? So we're talking about the five C's of allowance. Um, I feel that allowance is one of those things that 
Most families do, some families don't. Um, but there's kind of, there's so many different ways to do it. And in this book, um, she has some great steps and great kind of rules to follow, guidelines to follow when it comes to allowance. Um, so the first one is to be clear. Um, you want to keep it simple and realistic. And the key is letting your kids know from the start what the money is to be used for. Um, like with young kids, you cover the food, the clothes, things like birthday gifts. Um, for extras such as hair barrettes or candy, that's kind of what their allowance is for. Um, so number two is be consistent. Um, it's actually less important to make the right rules than it is to stick to whatever you decide. Consistency is huge for kids, especially younger kids, to instill that consistency factor in life, yep. especially around money, <laughs> is such a great way to start. Um, number three is give control, which I know is very hard for us parents to let our children have control, especially when it comes to money. Um, but it's fine to have some spinning rules, such as limited candy and a ban on lipstick for little ones. But in general, let your kid have the freedom to buy what she wants, particularly as she enters middle school. That freedom when you're that tween age and feeling like you are your own person is huge, especially when finding their identity in themselves and also learning financially identity, um, self-identity in that as well. Um, number four is use cash. So studies show that all of us spend more when we use a credit card, which I can attest to. Mm -hmm. All of us can. Um, and so, or some other form of online payment. How much easier is it to click a button and buy whatever you want than to go to the store, drive, you know, drive to the store, get out of your car and put a $20 bill out. It's just such a different experience. Um, and that's why it's important to give your kids paper money so that they can learn the difference of actually pulling cash out of their wallet and seeing it go, <laughs> seeing it leave their hand. Yep. And then also learning the factor of change and, and cash back when they get that change back. That's huge. Mm -hmm. That's a huge life lesson is learning to make sure you got the right change back, first of all, because yep. I never learned to do that. And um, just the, the tangible factor of cash. Yep. Um, and then this last one was very interesting to me when I first learned about it is no chores. I feel like we all pretty much grew up getting paid to do chores, but research shows that chores are good for kids because they teach responsibility and the importance of chipping in to help others. But it's a mistake to link those chores to money. Chores should simply be a part of everyday family life. You can pay your kid for, kid for jobs above and beyond his usual responsibilities, but that's work, not allowance. So we like to link chores to allowance, or linking chores to allowance can definitely backfire. So try to create the factor of chores is part of a daily life, part of being a part of our family, part of living in our home. But oh, you wanna do, you wanna pick up you know, extra dog poop. Okay, let's do 25 cents a scoop or whatever. Right. Creating that work ethic and learning that work leads to money, but not that being a part of this family, you get money for doing your part. So. Right. Awesome. So that's the five C's of allowance. Nice. So, and I love the fact that the program goes into all of that. And then I also love the fact because I'm still getting through the book a little bit. Can you talk a little bit more 
about that um, the book itself and why this particular book was used for this program. Yes, so um, each chapter really hits the spot on each topic, um, such as the 14 rules for talking to your kids about money. That's the first chapter right out of the gate. They're going to teach you just how to talk, how to communicate with your kiddos. And then from there, you go into savings. And another great piece about this book is that, okay, so the chapter is about savings. First part is starting at preschool, how to talk about savings with a preschooler and then how to talk to your elementary school age, and how to talk to your middle school, high school, all the way through college and young adult. So each chapter is gonna break it down for you from age group, which is great because say you don't have a preschooler, you have a 15 year old, you can just skip to that part of the chapter and really focus on how to talk to your kid. You don't have to read the preschooler part if you don't have a preschooler in your life. Right. Um, yeah, it's. But the Money Mommy and Me program kind of builds all of that out, doesn't it? Right. So each, um, each presentation goes through a chapter and we do hit every single spot. So we'll hit the elementary school factors, middle school, high school, college, nice. uh, and really set you up with tools on how to get through each of those stages in the best way. Awesome. Possible. Awesome. So I absolutely love that. We're about at our 30 minute mark. So I want to do a quick financial minute. Um, and teach about funding for college. Let me see if I can get this to work again. Mm -hmm. so I'm going to share my screen and then I'm going to put this in presentation mode so we can see this. So again, if you're listening to this on the podcast, you can actually see this matrix um, on the YouTube channel, Coffee's Chicks and Cash, the YouTube channel. And I will put some on the Facebook page as well, Coffee's Chicks the FB page. They don't let you use Facebook. So anyway, today I want to talk about college funding and this can be super fun and super confusing and super, oh my goodness, I don't know what we're doing. And so it's worth starting to have these conversations early on, just like Candace said, having some of these conversations um, about college funding because it does take a little bit. And then also you kind of want to have a conversation about um, what your child wants to do and be as they go through school and not, college is not meant for every child. I will tell you this as a retired special education teacher. I will tell you this as a parent myself. And I will also tell you as the first person in my family to have gone to college and achieved um, a collegiate degree. Um, college is not for everybody. And these are conversations that again, we need to start having sooner rather than later. I have a business partner um, who specializes in this and having those conversations with kids and with families and I'm hoping that I can find some way to get his information onto the podcast um, and either find a female cohort that understands it, knows it, or just grab the information and see if he'll let me do it myself. So anyway, so a couple of things we're going to talk about with college funding. We're going to talk about the 529 or Coverdell accounts, custodial accounts, million dollar baby programs, and saving on your own. We're going to discuss the tax status, the underlying product that may foster that growth, the growth and loss associated with those different financial vehicles, regulation at distribution. So when you go to access that money, how does that affect you? The pros and the cons of each one and let you guys as, a, as parents make a decision or take some questions or reach out to myself or to Candice through the Facebook page, through YouTube or through 
the podcast itself and we can help you um, understand some more of this. So a 529 Coverdale account, we've all kind of heard, um, the tax status is that it is tax advantaged. The underlying product that helps fuel that vehicle are mutual funds. The growth and loss associated is it has great potential for uh, growth and it has the same potential for loss. So it's gonna kind of go up and down with the stock market. Regulation, it's distribution. It is for educational expenses only. And if you have a single child um, that, and you have set one of these accounts up, it can be tricky as to what to do with that money at that point. Um, as my uh, business partner says, he says, has, have another child. Um, that's not always a benefit. <laughs> that's not something you can always do. So again, it's worth talking with a financial professional to see what that might, um, what might else um, could help with that if you don't have a second child. It also can be for multiple children and it can be used K through nine or K through um, college for any educational expense, which is great. They are tax favored and um, they're highly regulated and potentially can lose money. So if we look at the second type of account, a custodial account, some tax advantages to it. These again are um, fueled by mutual funds. There's good potential for growth at the same time, there's the same potential for loss. Um, there's minimal regulations for distribution. Um, pros is the regulation. Let me move some of my um, tools here. Tax And it's tax favored and it's lower regulation. And then the cons is it's highly regulated. It can lose money. It's child owned, FYI, and could affect their financial aid. So again, things to take into consideration. A million dollar baby program, which is a program that um, Candace specializes in, is the million dollar baby. It's tax advantage. It's a tax-free college savings account, has good potential for growth, no potential for loss. There's no regulation on it. It is tax favored. There's no loss, no regulation, and it has additional benefits. And the cons, you're paying for the additional benefits. But again, these are conversations you need to have with your husband and your spouse and your financial professional to figure out what might be a great thing. And then you can also do college savings on your own. It's fully taxed. Um, it can be through a CD or a savings account. There's poor potential for gross, growth and no potential for loss. There's no regulation. The pros is there's no loss and there's no regulation and the cons, very little growth and fully taxed. So these are just a couple of things to remember when you're funding for college and um, a great book to teach, talk to your kids about this. Or if you are somewhere that has a Money Mommy and Me program, there are several throughout the country, please hop on. And Candace, is there anything else you want to leave us with today? Some final thoughts, contact information on how we can find you on the web, um, that type of thing. Yeah. So. Um... You can definitely find us on Facebook under the Money Mommy and Me dash COS for Colorado Springs. Um, and our next Money Mommy and Me class is actually going to be October, November 4th mm -hmm. at 10 a.m. Unfortunately, I will be having a baby. Yay! <laughs> induced if he hasn't already made his appearance so danielle so lovingly is going to be um, taking over that class for me that day november 4th 10 a.m on zoom um but yes yeah, so you can find us on facebook money mommy and me dash cos um <clears throat> you i think we'll put email contact information 
Yep, I sure will. And then okay. also let's talk about yours and Chris's agency because, or your, your brokerage, because that's another way to get out there. And just FYI, this is 2020. So the November 4th that she's talking about for is for 2020. So if you're listening to this past November 4th, 2020, still find us on that group on Facebook and we'll make sure that you get in and get invited to that. And we do have a class every month, sometimes two classes a month. So definitely check out the Facebook to keep on top of that. Yep. Um, as for our health insurance brokerage, uh, Front Range Insurance Brokerage, you can find us on Facebook. Um, and we like to post lots of information about health insurance and just factors that a lot of people don't know about. Um, and, and a little factor about us is that we do not cost you any money to use our services. We are a free service. Um, we are very passionate about helping people understand health insurance before they make any decisions where to put their money. Um, so definitely check us out on Facebook, Front Range Insurance Brokerage. And do you guys have a website as well? We do. It's going to be frontrangeinsurancebrokerage.com. There you go. I just wanted to make we sure. We try to keep things simple. Keep it simple. Always, always, always. Candace, thank you so much for being on the podcast today, sharing your amazingness with your story and I look forward to seeing where you and Chris and little baby Avery, if I can share the name, yeah, absolutely. Um, go. And I can't wait to see this. And thank you for being a part of this, mm -hmm. uh, part of the podcast. And I'm Danielle McCarthy with the McCarthy Agency, a family, part of the Five Rings financial family. And so I will leave you with that. Thanks, guys. Take care. Mm -hmm.